Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. In life, there are rewards that are given. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in the family. There is a reward system of some sort, or there is a punishing system of some sort. But let's look at rewards for a minute here. Yesterday, we had said that those that wait upon the Lord... In Psalm 104, verse 27, Those that wait upon the Lord, thou giveth them their meat in due season, or you give them their food in due season. Food is necessary as part of our sustaining uh, nature as far as the body is concerned the biological life that this physical body has. It needs to eat at some point. Of course, we had already learned that Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But nonetheless, at some point, the body has to eat, has to drink water, has to rest, has to sleep, has to do all these things. But it's interesting that the scripture says, these all wait upon thee, that thou giveth them their meat, in due season. In the season we mentioned yesterday is the appointed time. It is the time that has been set apart. And we find in the book of Ecclesiastics very clearly it says that there is a season, there is a purpose for everything under the sun. In Ecclesiastics in chapter 3 and verse 1, we're specifically told two things there. We're told as far as the time of a thing. And we are also told uh, as far as the the season. The, oh, what would be the word here that I'm looking for? The, the, the set uh, appointed time. So think of a doctor's appointment or the occasion that we have to be there. And of course, the time means that that very specific now uh, or the very specific when. So those two things go together. To everything, there is a season and a time and to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. Of course, this is something that many of us have already either read or heard. At some point, that there is a time for everything. That would include waiting. And in waiting upon God, and waiting in that intimate time of fellowship with Him, the Scripture says that in its due season, God will provide them the food that is necessary Now, sometimes the food that we need can be very specific as far as the diet that one has. The bread that we need may be natural and physical for our physical body, but more than that, we need the true bread of life. We need the food that sustains our spirit man, our inward man, our spiritual life, our spiritual walk. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray both in Luke chapter 11 and in Matthew in chapter 6, 
he taught them, saying, when you pray, pray after this manner. And he was giving a pattern, not necessarily the exact words to follow, but he was giving a pattern for them to follow. Uh, And part of that pattern included, give us our daily bread. Now, as we've learned in Matthew in chapter 4, in verse number 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh forth out of the mouth of God, or that mouth uh, that has been spoken or speaketh. That means it is a present tense that at the moment that you are listening, the moment that you are hearing, the moment that you are present with the Lord, and especially if you're paying attention, and he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says, what the Spirit of God says, what the Holy Spirit says. If we're paying attention, then we are going to hear the rhema. It's not just reading your Bible. It's not just listening to a sermon. It's not just trying to get the Word of God as far as the written Word in us, which is all good, all great, meditating on that, reading it, studying it, learning it. But it is a time that we spent that intimate fellowship with God. It is during that time that we are waiting upon Him. That in our spirit man, we will receive the inner witness. We will receive the hunch. We will receive that prompting in us that God is speaking to us. And it is during that time that he is speaking to us that the rhema is coming forth. The rhema of God contains the word of God, or the rhema of God contains the faith of God. Just as he spoke in the heavens uh, and the universe were created, when God speaks, he expects that what he has spoken to come to pass. If we are listening and paying attention to him and God speaks, then it is meant for that thing to come to pass. But it's going to be in its due season and it's going to be meat. It's going to be what is necessary for, see, we can ask for our daily bread and yet we're thinking junk food. But God is thinking very specifically what is needed at that moment and at that time for our lives. So we have to line up our believing and our thinking and our understanding and our knowledge to his ways and his thoughts. Now, we are rewarded. There is a verse that we're going to look at. We'll have to come back to it later. But we're going to look at it a little bit first today before our time runs out. In Isaiah chapter 64, verse number 4, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul quoted from that verse in Isaiah. The interesting thing is when you read it or when you study it, there is a change in one word. Or there is another word that is used in replacement of. In the Old Testament, it says, 
For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he has prepared for him that waiteth for him. In this scripture, in Isaiah 64, 2, it uses the word waiteth or to wait. God has prepared special things that the ear has not heard, the eye has not seen. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man that God has prepared for those that wait for him. Paul quoted it this way. He said, it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now, the change here is waiting and love. Stop and think about that. How these two words are highly connected. If you love him, you'll wait for him. If you wait for him, it demonstrates that you love him. See, you can't separate them. There is a waiting in love. And there is a love in waiting. Now, I just said that to introduce these two, these two little concepts from Isaiah and 1 Corinthians as we continue looking at the rest of the rewards that are given or that an individual will receive for waiting, learning to wait. It says in Psalm 123 in verse 2, Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their master, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until he have mercy upon us. Hmm. Notice that the individuals here are making a comparison to their master, to the one that is in charge or the one that is in control, or we'll, we'll, we'll use the definition that is, that is used in the, in the word there in the Old Testament, the one that is sovereign, the one that is the controller, the one that is the Adonai. That is interesting because that's where the word comes from. Adon, not Adam, but A-D-O-N. And it's where we would get the, the word uh, Adonai. And of course, Adonai means to rule, uh, to be sovereign. That is one of the words or one of the names that is used for God. But it's interesting that part of that definition is the controller, the one that is in charge. God is sovereign. And he will do things according to his purpose. He will do things according to his will. He will do things according to his ways. So the scripture here, in this case, it uses the eyes of the servant looking into the hand of their master. As we had read in Isaiah and in uh, the book of Corinthians, since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived 
by the ear, neither has eye seen. So we have here the hearing of the ear, the understanding of the heart. We have the seeing of the eye also. And of course, in 1 Corinthians, that's what it said, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. In other words, we don't have absolutely any concept. It is very limited as to what God has planned to do for our lives. We think of something, we ask of something or for something, and yet the Bible says that he's able to do above and beyond all that we think and all that we can possibly ask. And the eyes of the servant, we are to be his servants, we are to be his sons, we are to be his soldiers. Our eyes look to the hand of our master, our Lord, and of course that is Jesus Christ. And as the eyes of the maiden look unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord. Stop and think about that. The eyes are waiting to see. The ears are waiting to hear. The heart is waiting to perceive what God has prepared. Now, is that the nature of our waiting? Or is it just sitting there, and excuse the term, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for time chronologically just to pass by one second after another, one minute after another, and then one hour after another, a day after another? Or are we spending that time wisely, redeeming it, binding ourselves to his written word, binding ourselves to his living word, his son, binding ourselves to his spoken word in our lives. Consider it. It's three different things. And one thing to be reading the Bible is totally another thing to be binding ourselves to the son of the living God and he binding himself to us and binding ourselves in obedience to what he has spoken to our hearts, to our spirit man. Consider that because there is a reward to those that wait upon the Lord. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow. We'll pick, a we'll, pick a we'll pick up along these lines. We seem to run out of time so quickly. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.